Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. I am Chad. Sitting next to me is... Peter. And collectively today, we're going to talk to you about going wide versus going deep. But first, Peter's going to kick it off. That's right. Um, We've talked about this before, um, and it is... It's kind of like a central a central theme of, of what I do and how I view uh, how I view this work. Um, you are, as a general rule, trying to appeal to a basically everyone in the room, as close to everyone in the room as you can. And it's it's distinct from how I I would think how I believe artists in general should behave. If you're creating art, you should be creating art for a very specific audience. Um, or, it, well, shit, we're getting into a whole other conversation. As we always do, lateral thinking, art is a whole other other conversation. But as an artist myself, my original music is not for everyone. I don't intend it to be for everyone. I intend it to be for a specific group of people. And I intend it to have a particular type of impact on those people. It's harder to have an intense impact on people when you're shooting such a general wide net, right? It's kind of like shooting a shotgun as opposed to like a rifle. You spread, you hit a lot of stuff, but you don't hit it very hard, right? And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. We don't, you don't have to have a huge amount of impact to do this job. You just need to be more or less entertaining. So going wide versus going deep, the, the idea generally is, and here, Here's how, here's how I describe what I do when somebody asks, hey, what kind of music do you play? I say, well, I do a little bit of everything. I go uh, all over the map genre-wise. I'll play you know, classic country, classic rock, blues, reggae, jazz, you know, a little bit of everything. And uh, basically your, your idea is you want everyone in the room to look up at some point and go, oh, I like this. right? You, you don't want one table to be like, this is my favorite thing I've ever seen. And everyone else in the room go like, I don't understand this. This is like avant-garde crazy shit, right? That's not what you're doing. That could be what you're doing as an artist. That's not what you're doing as a full-time cover musician. Um, you're trying to get the crowd on your side. And when, when I say going wide, I mean as wide as the audience, right? I don't mean wider than the audience. I don't mean if you know for sure your audience doesn't give a shit about reggae, you still play reggae because you're trying to go as wide as you can. So you do, you start out wide and you narrow it to as wide as the audience and no, no more, right? You just narrow it until the audience is into it. Yeah, that's kind of the idea, right? So if, if you start playing classic country and you notice, oh, these people fucking love this, you play some more classic country and you play a modern country song and you, play, you know, you play a couple of things and you see what they like and then you try to just do that. Yeah. So by the time you get to that last set, you should be playing mostly stuff that, that they like. Right. So it, it does. It's it's kind of a little bit of a caveat to the going wide versus going deep thing. Yes, you are going wide. But as you progress through the, your gig, you're narrowing that scope so that you're playing more of the stuff that the crowd likes. It's like a block of ice and you're chiseling it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a block of ice and you're chiseling it down. Yeah, that works. And you can do this. So this idea of going wide versus going deep, you can you can apply this, as you know, I like to do to all kinds of different angles of your of your act here right you can i mean songs is kind of the most obvious one to me uh you know the genres and songs where you're just doing all the different genres and you're seeing what 
what hits, and then you uh, play in that range, right? I, I have spoken about this on prior episodes, but the idea, the idea, the metaphor I like is it's like mining for gold or some kind of mineral. You kind of mine straight down, and you just keep going, keep going. Okay, country. Okay, blues. Okay, reggae. Okay, jazz. Um, okay, folk. Oh, somebody clapped at folk for the first time all night, or somebody looked up at when I said uh, Bob Dylan, and they oh, they went oh, Bob Dylan. That is a a cue which we talked about in another episode, and you take that cue and then you play another folk song. You go okay, here's uh, I don't know like a James Taylor song, and see how that goes, and you kind of what I, I call mining the seam of gold there, right? So that's a, another way to think about starting very wide and narrowing it as you figure out what works. Um, so that's with songs and genres. So a, a less obvious one is uh, something like your volume. I know we've, we've harped on volume a lot on this podcast. It's important. It is very important. Um, but your volume is you want to be playing at a volume that appeals to everyone in the room, more or less. Right? There are going to be extreme people who just want silence, who wish that literally no one were even talking in the bar. And there are people who wish they were at a rock concert. You know, Less common where I live, but that will happen. And occasionally you'll find yourself in a venue where there are extremes. Right? There are, there are people in the back who are like, turn it up. I hate you. Turn it up. <laughs> you know, like aggressively asking you to turn it up. And then people in the front who are just like, this is way too fucking loud. And when that happens... You got to talk, right? This is another another fallback rule. Something you got to talk to the audience. You got to communicate with people. You got to humanize yourself. You got to not be a machine. You got to say, "Hey, I've, I've literally I have done this in the last month or two. I was planning a gig where this happened, and I was like, I just want to let you guys know, I've got one table who is asking me to turn it down. I've got one table who's asking me to turn it up. So I'm going to try to get it dialed in. It is more important that I don't deafen somebody than that I reach you in the back. So just to let you know." I'm trying to compromise. Like, I just let them know. I just said it out loud, and now people understand what the fuck I'm going through and what is happening with me and why it is the way it is, et cetera. Um, fall back on communicating, on being a human. It's, it works. Um, okay, so playing... Um, so going wide versus deep on volume, right? You want to be playing a volume that appeals to the, the whole room, more or less, which is going to put you in the middle of the road, maybe a little quieter than you'd like. Right? That's just how it goes. Right? You're playing to the middle of the room. Here's another thing you can do to kind of to kind of narrow that beam a little bit if you find, oh, there's a table, and I do this all the time. I've got I've just got one speaker that I use at my gig. It's a QSC powered speaker. I fucking love it. It's the best. I it's been a while since we shouted out for that. They're so good. I, I love it. If there's a table that is very clearly digging it, and a table that is maybe less clearly digging it or very clearly not digging it. I can reach up and I can point my fucking speaker toward the table that's liking it and away from the table that's not liking it. That kind of thing, it's just it's just a little detail that will make it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. People will like not even you know, people think, "Oh, you need to turn it down." That's not true. If I just point this away from you, it will be quieter, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, people people who don't know anything about live sound are going to say, you got to turn that down. You got to turn that down. No, just redirect I it. We'll just, I won't even touch it. Sometimes I was like, okay, turn it <clears throat> done. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, that's kind of a way to think about your volume as going wide, not deep, you know, not playing just to the people who want it silent, not playing just to people who want a rock show, but kind of playing to compromise with everybody. And also a way to narrow that beam, right? When you notice one table digging it, one table, not you can point your speaker toward them so that you get, 
<clears throat> so you get something that this table specifically wants more and also something that this table specifically wants more. You're making more people happy. That's what you want to be doing. So taking requests, we talked about. This is kind of a little bit of backtracking. It goes back to genres and songs. But taking requests is, is a way to do this, right? You're it, It's kind of a weirdly both, actually. It's oddly specific because one person may be asking for one song or genre, but it gives you a data point to show you what that what is within your beam here. Somebody asked for a pop country song. I know that at least one person wants to hear at least one pop country song in this room, right? If you get another person asked for Johnny Cash, you go, okay, another data point appearing. There's two country songs. What's happening here? Okay, now same table that asked for Johnny Cash is asking for the animals, House of the Rising Sun. Okay, that's like these are these are data points that are coming together, right? I got classic country, classic rock, pop rock, uh, pop country, right? So these are, you know, put those in your list, play through them. So when you're taking these requests, however, I know that there are going to be genres, and you should work to to make this not the case as much as possible. There are going to be genres that you're weak on. I'm weak on pop country. I'm weak on '80s music. Um, you should be working to increase your repertoire as as much as you can, um, but sometimes you won't. You just won't be able to do something, right? And you'll you'll have to say, "I've got." Tennessee whiskey, does that work for you instead of whatever you stupid pop country song you're asking for? And most of the time, excuse me, most of the time they'll say yeah, but sometimes they really, really just want the garbage pop country. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'll do my best. And they'll be like, okay, you want more garbage, you got it. Kenny Chesney? And they'll go, yeah! <laughs> or or whatever. I'll say, you know, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Chicken Fried Guy? Zach Bryan? Yeah, Zach Brown. Zach Brown? Yeah, Zach Brown, man. Who is, you know, not not the worst of them. And that's why I know any of his songs. <laughs> but yeah, like you kind of, oh, you really want the garbage pop country? Don't ever say this to people. Be kind. I know it's hard when people like pop country to be nice to them about it. But I honestly, I'm, I've been better about it. It's like, it's almost like my, uh, it's like my driving. I'm really judgmental about people's bad driving. Um it's it's he's got the best bumper sticker yeah i got a bumper sticker that says the left lane is for passing in like all caps didn't a cop praise you for having that yeah like i got, a, I got pulled over with you yeah i got pulled over for uh having my license plate laid out and he was like first of all i love your bumper sticker you're right the left lane is for passing <laughs> and i'm like oh cool we're friends um <clears throat> anyway he ended up just giving me a warning it was fine uh he listens to the show now yeah he's a big fan hey Officer Charles. Charles. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going wide, not deep. We talked about compromise songs. Um, we haven't touched on humor yet. Haven't touched on humor. This is another 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 thing where you're doing, you're applying the same rule. You're going wide, not deep. You're obviously not going to make dick jokes in front of a bunch of kids. You're obviously not going to you know say fuck in front of a bunch of kids, and you're also not going to make like super cheese dad jokes in front of a you know a, an older mature bar crowd. You know, you're going to want to do, you want to be like a, like a Pixar movie, right? Where it's like, kids can enjoy this, but there's also like, wink, wink adult humor mm-hmm. in it, kind of, that like, the kids won't, won't ask what a dick is, you know? But it's, you know, still got, still got a little bit of grown up. And again, right, you can narrow this beam as you go. If you notice, I'm in a fucking dive bar, maybe I can say fuck occasionally. I mean, be careful with that, because some bar, bar managers will just get salty about it and be like, that's not the mood I want, right? Yeah. Which is fair enough. You know, they're not going to let their server say, what the fuck's up? How you guys doing? You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you're going wide, not deep, right? With the humor as well as the songs and, and 
and all, right? Um, and you're gonna you can narrow the beam as you go. Once you start noticing what the crowd likes, what the crowd responds to, oh, they like my dick jokes. <laughs> Don't make dick jokes generally, but like, oh, they like a little more of an adult humor. I can go that direction a little more. They like my dark, cynical humor. I can go that direction a little more. Oh, there are a lot of kids. They like me making knock-knock joke, like kid joke. You're starting wide and you're narrowing the beam. And you can you can kind of I, – I don't want to uh, say it's good to like prejudge people, but you can kind of make some judgments about a crowd before before you get started and get your beam a little narrower than – like you know you can – you can skip the, the hip-hop stuff, right, as a general rule, right, don't you think? You can play uh... – Old Town Road. Oh, that's about uh, it. <laughs> the only time I've gotten that requested was from like five-year-olds. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, little kids love it. <laughs> it's so cute. Can you play Old Town Road? Of course I can. It's like a nothing simple song. So um, we're going to take this wide versus deep rule all over the place here, right? So the way that you look on stage. Uh, for a long time, all I did was wear like jeans and black v-necks. I play at some nicer places where that wouldn't really totally be appropriate, but I, I don't go dressed up like I'm going to be the center of attention. So you can do that to some extent, I guess. it's This is kind of a, a choice you can make. I don't think it's the right move for most kind of cover stuff. It, it depends on where you're going. <clears throat> it is one of those things, though, where you can't really narrow the beam once you get there because you're dressed the way you're dressed and you got the look the way your look is. But for the most part, you want to look like you fit in with the bar. You You don't want to be... So, I mean, there are drag shows and stuff. So, I mean, t- take it all with a grain of salt here. There's a way to do this. This is a little more of a, uh, I, I'm not going to say you should absolutely definitely do it this way, but the way I do it is kind of like this. I kind of dress like, I, I basically dress like I would be the second best dressed person in the room. I don't want to be like, wow, the guy's wearing a suit. He's making us all look like schlubs. I don't want to be wearing board shorts in a place where people are wearing ties Mm -hmm. but i want to be in the middle somewhere i want to have a button-down shirt where people are wearing ties um i don't want to be wearing a a t-shirt with graphics on it where there are you know people dressed up in a country club you want to kind of kind of look like you like you fit compliment the establishment compliment the establishment look look a little nicer than than if you were going out to eat there just slightly Mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of my my goal when i do my presentation my physical look you know, staying well groomed. I mean, the stuff we've talked about this before. Looking, looking clean <laughs> is important. This is this is a little less of a of a hard and fast rule than the other two. I'd say that going wide versus going deep with the songs and genres and narrowing your beam and with the humor are much more important than your style of dress. Although, obviously, and obviously, err on the side of being too nice. Yeah, you really don't want to show up in board shorts to a country club. Here's a, here's one that you might not have been expecting. Playing a variety of different venues, going wide, not deep, right? So this is this is almost like a meta. You, you know how I love to zoom in and out of concepts. This is like a meta idea here. And I'll tell you what happened recently that showed me that this uh, is a smart idea, right? But I, I have been playing a lot of country clubs, which might sound like not this. But what, what I really did in the beginning was play a lot of different kinds of gigs, a lot of different kinds of venues. I said yes to everything. I played bars, I played restaurants, I played country clubs, I played private events. And over the course of time, I started to narrow my beam on this and say, what is the what is doing the most of what I want to do here with this work? It's mostly country clubs and private events, so I do mostly that. The thing I like about restaurants is that they will book me every single week 
over and over again re- uh, reliably. That's very nice. The country clubs don't exactly do that. They usually do like one a month type of thing. So I kind of narrowed the beam a little bit over there and said, okay, I'm going to have that kind of thing on a couple of my gigs weekly, like every week money. And then I'm going to have these country club gigs that pay better and are less reliable. So I kind of got those divided up. I play diversified, on, diversified. Exactly. So I've kind of got myself spread, spread a little bit there with the gigs. And here's, here's a weird thing, which I, I wasn't even thinking I was, I didn't do this deliberately. It just kind of worked out this way, but this hurricane hit and it knocked out Captiva and Sanibel islands, which are big tourist destinations in Fort Myers beach. Um, and I've got friends who do this full time or did this full time. I or just, they still are, but they're scrambling who had like all of their gigs on Fort Myers beach and Sanibel and Captiva. And they were just like, Oh, my whole livelihood is wiped out. So they were pretty narrow, right? They had this narrow focus where there's like, I only play in these kind of beach areas and they had their whole schedule wiped out. Whereas I lost only one gig cause I had one gig on Captiva every week. And most of my other stuff in Naples and Bonita and Estero and kind of spread crowd spread out a little bit. Now that I'm not saying that that is something I did deliberately. And I was like, ha, I knew a hurricane would come. So I diversified my gigs, but it's just kind of a, you con- followed the money. I followed the money for the most part. Yeah. Honestly. And kind of just lucked Treated out like a business. Yeah. So we're just about done here. Cause I got to run to a gig last one, but I would say this is important, right? Well, the distinction between playing covers and original material. Yeah. Just to retouch on it. Yeah. Yeah. We've said it many times. Well, you've said it many times in the past. Yeah. So, so this is again, the wide, the wide versus deep thing. When you are doing your original music, I would recommend going deep, right? First. Although, you know, now that I'm saying that out loud, <clears throat> there is some wisdom to starting a little wider and narrowing it as you go to say exactly what you want to say and the way you want to say it. And I, I actually am doing this with my uh, solo music, by the way, Peter and the end. Check it out. I've got three singles out as of now. Um, and oh yeah, follow me on Instagram and all that. Peter and the end Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And uh, if you want to just shoot me a message on there on Instagram, um, I'm there a lot. So come chat with me there. But what I'm doing with that is I wrote a bunch of different genre uh, songs in like slightly different genres. They still all have my voice, right? They still all have my kind of cynical humor tone in the lyrics and my style. Um, like you can tell they're all from one artist, but there's like a little bit of a reggae-ish one. There's a little bit of a of a piano pop, retro pop song. There's like a little bit of a folk song and country song. So I've got a little bit of difference and I'm going to kind of narrow my focus as I go and see, first of all, what was easiest to write, what I like writing the best and see what the crowd responds to the best and what connects with people the most. And so I am kind of in a way actually doing this starting wide and going deep, going narrower and deeper thing. But the width that I'm doing there is much narrower as a starting point than what I would do with a cover gig, right? When I do a cover gig, I'm playing Bob Marley. I'm playing Johnny Cash. I'm playing Bill Withers. I'm playing the Beatles. I'm like all over the map here. I'm playing John Mayer. I'm playing Jack Johnson just to throw in some modern stuff, you know, Ed Sheeran, all this stuff. And I'm narrowing it to see what the crowd responds to from there to possibly sometimes a narrow beam with original stuff. I would highly recommend you thinking about what, who you're trying to reach and what you're trying to say and stick with a narrow, a narrow focus because you want, uh, my theory on, on your original art is you want a very dedicated, specific fan base. I was going to say a small, dedicated, specific fan base, but obviously the bigger 
bigger would be better. But the a thousand the thousand true fans idea, right? Where if you get a thousand people who love your work enough to spend a hundred dollars a year on it, you're making a six figure revenue stream from your art right there. So that's the 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 big. These are these are very different approaches. The original stuff go deep. The, the cover stuff go wide, and appeal to a wide audience, and then narrow the beam from there. And that's it. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. See you guys.